So you're going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Greg Lewis. It's 797 KHVN, just about 17 minutes after 5 o'clock. I'm Carmina Barnett in the studio. Pastor G. Craig Lewis is here. Now, Pastor, I needed you to come by and, and answer a few questions for me. You shared something yesterday, and everyone can go on the website. They can also see it there online. And it was talking about why we need the church. First of all, let's kind of talk about what, what the Lord laid on your heart that kind of prompted you to want to write this piece. Well, you know, uh... I guess the recent uh, resurgence, insurgence, no, resurgence, because it's, it's been going on forever, but mm -hmm. the recent resurgence of, uh, I guess, the, the strong youth movement to uh, do away with religion, to do away with um, rules, and to basically go for a relationship. Uh, th th you know, those are the buzzwords that are being used. Okay. But basically, that is a uh, covert way of describing something that I guess Carlton Pearson had brought into the church about 15 years ago, the gospel of inclusion. The gospel of inclusion basically states that you serve God how you feel. Uh, you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, personal meaning you know, you choose the Christ that you want and you basically relate to him the way you want to. And this, you know, is in uh, defiance of the rules and the structure of who he is based on the Bible. Okay. So okay. once you bring the Bible in the picture and say, well, the Bible says that we should do A, B and C. This is who he is. This is how we worship him. Mm -hmm. Well, you throw that out and begin to say, well, the Bible is man made. The Bible has flaws. The Bible has error. And so basically people are now creating, a, you know, their own utopian Christianity where they can make the rules as they go, do what they want to do. You know, just like saw Kurt Franklin with the whole Kanye West thing where Kanye West is probably the greatest antichrist uh, performer that we've ever seen. Um, I, you know, we illustrate all and show all of his uh, the things that he does against Christ in his music and lyrics and actions throughout our truth behind hip-hop series we've mm -hmm. always shown that right and so but kurt in the name of relationship can say well no i mean i'm recording with him and performing with him but i'm not in a covenant agreement with him uh in who he is 
But then he doesn't say I'm not in a covenant agreement with him because that would be politically incorrect. So he says, well, I'm helping him. Mm -hmm. Well, you are helping him. But then he comes out with an album right after yours where he takes the Bible and the Quran and put them together and basically say, figure it out for yourself. So what's happening here is this new young generation is being pulled away from the idea of church, the idea of structure, the idea of leadership and authority based on the Bible. And they're left to themselves, new age, uh, their own new age understanding of who God is. And they can just figure it out as they go and make it up as they go. And so that's that's kind of what prompted me because I began to see that pattern. Even Mm -hmm. in the Christian rap uh, arena, you saw, you know, one of the rappers is using profanity now and saying, well, Paul used profanity. He said dung. So now I can say the S word, you know, and we can all use profanity. Then, you know, the truth is coming out with a new album. So he engaged a preacher, you know, just last night through Twitter uh, talking about, you know, relationship and religion. And is God angry or is he happy? Is he mad or is he, you know, that kind of whole thing to just basically minimize the Bible, minimize leadership, minimize authority so that nobody is submitting to any kind of biblical uh, authority that will check their lifestyle, check who they are, and basically tell them, no, you have to do this to fulfill God's desire for your life. And if you don't do this, then Mm -hmm. what you're doing is not Christianity. And see, I'm glad you you came to that point because that seems to be a lot of what the problem is. We don't want people to check us. We just want to do whatever we want to do. And then the moment you check me or correct me, then now I got issue. I got to move on because I don't want to be led. I don't want to be instructed. Yeah. And that's a that's I hate to say it, but that is a a consequence of the fatherless generation, because without the father in the home, without the male in the home to to show you how to respond to authority Mm -hmm. you know a woman can act as an authority but in man's you know in a a boy's or a man's eyes that's not true authority Mm -hmm. to him it's Mm -hmm. gonna be the man and you know that by a woman uh calling the name of a child to make them stop doing what they're doing versus a man doing it the child responds totally different to the man's voice because god gave the male voice certain things certain characteristics uh certain frequencies that demand more authority and so without the father in the home a lot of these people don't understand authority i mean you could take take kurt franklin for instance who grew up without a father in the home and so now he can pretty much make up the rules as he goes and people are going to pretty much follow along with him same thing with brian corn brian corn same thing with the psychic and all that he grew up without a man in the home so now he can go, I can go and read the words of a psychic. I can do this, but I can always get out of it because everything is feely. Everything is feely, feeling what I feel. Y'all leave him alone. Y'all, you know, you, you remember the, you, you know, the movies where baby boy and all this, where the mama is coddling the boy. He's 30, 40 years old, raped everybody on the street. And then the mama's coming along and y'all leave my baby alone. This big old dude laying up in the, you know, and that's the, that's the syndrome that has caused this kind of reaction. So then when I come along and say, okay, I feel I've, God has called me to be an authority as a pastor. And then somebody is supposed to submit to that. Oh, no, no, man. I mean, are we the same? God can talk to me too. God can, you know, he, why, why does he have to speak to you? He can speak to me. And you remember in the Bible when Nathan and Abiram did this to Moses, 
Moses was the authority speaking for God. He came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments. He said, okay, this is what God said. It's like, Moses, you, who you think you are? God, God can speak through all of us. And what did God do? He opened up the ground, swallowed everybody up, and everybody went to hell. Well, that's what how God feels about authority. Because without authority in the earth, his, he has no true representation in the earth. Right. And that representation definitely starts with the father in the home. And then it also, you know, uh, uh, is, is the pastor, the evangelist, the prophet, the teacher, and the, and the preacher. Love it. Love it. We got to take one of those real quick breaks, and we're going to talk a little bit more. Now, Pastor, for those that are listening and they say, well, I'd love the opportunity to read this and really see how you stretched out on this subject. Let them know how they can connect with you and be able to read the blog for themselves. Yeah, you can go read the blog at exministries.com. We just got a brand new website redone, got a brand new server to handle all of the traffic that we've been getting as of late. And uh, the blog is called uh, We Need the Church. And it's on there, along with a lot of other things. You can get the information I'm talking about, you know, concerning Kurt Franklin, Kanye West, and just the whole Gospel of Inclusion blog and everything that I've written on that. So you can get all of that on on exministries.com. All right. And we're going to take a real quick break, and we're going to come back. One thing you kind of talked about, and we're going to talk about this after the break, is, yes, okay, so we've seen some corruption in the church. And so some people have said, well, that's my reason why. That's why I can't follow any leadership because of the negative that I've seen. I want you to talk about that when we come back from the break. Y'all keep it right here. It's Heaven 97. Pastor G. Craig Lewis is here, and, of course, we're talking about it. He's done a brand-new blog. It's talking about why we need the church. Before we went into that break now, I put a question out there, and I want you to talk a little bit about it because some people are saying, well, you know, I've, I've seen so much corruption in the church. I've seen so many negative things. So that's what's kind of making them feel like they need to get away from the church system. Talk about that. Well, you know, and that's a valid uh, argument, I guess. You know, I could understand people's perspective on that uh, or, you know, from their vantage point. But at the same time, what you have to realize is the, you know, the majority of the New Testament was written by men that were fighting against these exact same type of people. (laughs) They were fighting against false teachers. They were fighting against Gnostics. They were fighting against people that corrupted the word, people that used the word for gain. Uh, This is why, you know, Paul made the difference between the pastor and saying that he can't be in love with filthy lucre. He can't be doing it for the money. He has to be the husband of one wife. His children have to follow him, believe what he's saying. He has to have his home together because if he can't have his home together, then he can't have the church together. Well, Paul was given these qualifications Mm -hmm. because of what was there to make the difference, to show you, okay, now we got false teachers. We have false pastors. We have false churches. This is how you're going to know it's a real church. And so you're going to use the qualifications of the word to show you what it should look like. And so, you know, now we're seeing a bunch of stuff, but that's only because of social media, only because of television. You know, it's being amplified. So the preachers of L.A. or Detroit or wherever they're from and and all of these different things, they have such huge uh, platforms of influence because of our modern technology. But it, it it's still the same problem that Paul was faced with. When he wrote most of his letters, he wrote and addressed these churches and even Jesus in Revelations addressed the churches. And when he addressed them, you know, the churches sounded just like the stuff we're seeing now. The the church at Smyrna, the church at Pergamum. He even said the one at Pergamum has the seed of Satan in it. You know, so we already see these. I mean, we saw those things in the word based on the way it was. 
And those things are the same. So you can't say, well, it's so much corruption. Well, it's not so much corruption. Mm-hmm. It's just corruption is magnified because, you know, we've got technology. But you, all you have to do is take the Bible, take the qualifications of a pastor, hold them up to what is going on in the church and say, OK, this is lining up with Scripture. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, this is a church I want to be a part of. Right, right. And it's those pastors that really are have a heart for it and really are ministering and sharing like that, that the spotlight isn't on. Exactly. We are, you know, EX Ministries. We're blessed that God has given us a platform to cry loud and spare not. But, you know, the average pastor that won't accept the corruption or won't buy into it or won't pledge into it, uh, you know, he's unheard of. He's somewhere where, you know, you would have to really pray and ask God for wisdom to find him. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of how it works. But the qualifications are there in the Bible. If you use the qualifications and qualify the church and the pastor that you're going to submit yourself to, then you won't have any problem. And, and we had someone that called in and he's kind of having a struggle with what we're talking about in relationship to young people. And you mentioned a little earlier about fatherlessness and how that really that really plays a part into this. And uh, for those that know that have been listening, we did the Truth Behind Hip Hop Part 10, where you're really, really stretched out on fatherlessness and the effects of it. Talk about that a little bit again in respect to this and how it is affecting our young people. Well, it's definitely affecting our young people when it comes to authority. And being able to accept authority. Mm-hmm. You know, we just had a youth uh, meeting. Our youth youth director at our church uh, last Wednesday addressed the congregation with some uh, with a syllabus thing that I had written. And it was basically describing how we're going to do youth ministry at our church. And the number one, I guess the number one thing that was highlighted in it is that the parent is the youth pastor. So we're not going to have a youth pastor. The parent is the youth pastor. And if you don't have the parent involved, then your child, the child already doesn't understand authority. And so even if you get the child to gravitate to what you're teaching and get a good understanding, if the parent isn't gravitating to it, then it's going to cause insubordination in the home. The child is going to accept the church leader as more of a, an authority in their life than their own parent. And now you've got mutiny in the home. So it's just not a good idea. So whenever you're going and, and picking up, 100 kids from, you know, the projects or you got a bus going to the schools and picking them up or or whatever and bringing them away from their parents and you haven't discipled their parents properly, then you're basically starting even more insubordination because you're giving them something that it looks like is good. Mm -hmm. But in the end, they're going to go home and challenge their own authority. And then when they get old enough, you're going to see they're going to probably be a a Christian hip hop, a Christian holy hip hop like these guys are where they come in churches and challenge the Bible, the Bible's authority. They're challenging everything now. Let's cuss. Let's show women half naked. It's okay. God made the body. I mean, they are just dropping all the rules because of that authority issue. That's Mm -hmm. why God put authority in the earth for us to understand that God's power is going to flow through men that he created and put in leadership okay well then let me divert this way just a little bit but what about the situation where they're watching mom and dad come home and they're disagreeing with what the pastor has said or basically defiling the pastor's name in front of the children that creates some of that just as well that that creates way more of it because (laughs) that's what we're seeing more than anything we're seeing people that are in a church and just would rather see the pastor leave than leave the church well, you know, you you can't throw the captain off the ship. I mean, you, that whole mentality causes that that, you know, mutiny spirit in a person. And they feel like the church is, you know, uh, we got to get this guy out of here because we got to salvage the church. And I talked about that in the blog. You know, we shouldn't 
we're not contending for institutions. We're not right. contending right. for an institutional structure. We're not in contending for a hierarchy and we got people on the internet blasting leaders and blasting the presiding bishops and blasting this and that and they're still in the organization that's mutiny get out of the organization if you don't like the leadership of an organization you Mm -hmm. have to get out because the bible tells you submit yourself to the authorities and the powers that be and what he meant by that in romans was the, the authorities you placed yourself under Right. You put yourself under. So you can't put yourself under somebody mm-hmm. and then try to get them kicked out. You you put yourself under. Even here in America, I don't agree with everything that Obama does, but Obama's my president because I put myself here. I'm mm-hmm. not in Zimbabwe. I'm in the United States. So I have to respect him to a certain extent as a leader, right. you know. And so that's what people are missing because they don't have that in the home, Carmina. They don't they don't see it. They don't know what that looks like. They don't know what that feels like. So they feel like, and especially with Instagram and selfies and this narcissism, they feel like their opinion counts. However, I'm feeling it, man, it it counts because I got 10 likes when I said this on the Internet. And so they want to be pastored by YouTube preachers. They want to be pastored by anybody that puts some kind of Illuminati stuff on the Internet. That's my pastor. And they miss the fellowship of the saints. They miss the structure of God. They miss the authority and learning how to, you know, glean knowledge from a leader. Mm -hmm. They miss all of those things. And they're not ready for the real world when they, you know, when they do that. Well, Pastor, let me ask you this. Are we sometimes as members, are we just really not being realistic sometimes? You're not going to agree with every single thing that someone says. I mean, we're human. Right. But I'm not just because you may say one thing that I disagree with or actually that may be putting me in check. Now I got to pack my purse and I'm on to the next. One. But see, that's authority. See, uh, I could disagree with my daddy and have written proof that he was wrong. And I'm still going to get a beating. I'm still going to shut up. I'm still going to do what he said if I'm going to eat his food and suck up his air condition. Yep. That, that's a thought. Yep. But when you don't have that and kids grow up raising themselves and TV raising them and the Internet raising them, then as soon as they get old enough to make a decision of the church they want to join, that preacher, that preacher better do everything they say or they're going to leave. Right. You know, the Bible says it like this. It says that, you know, uh, in the end, people would heap up on themselves teachers. So people point the finger at the false teacher. They point the finger at the dude that's preaching erroneous doctrine. But they got to point the finger at themselves, according to the word, because the right. Bible said they're the ones that pick. You're picking these guys because they won't say anything against your agenda. You're picking these guys. You raise these guys up. You're giving them money. You are setting them up because they're doing what you're doing in secret. They're doing it and making it OK. And they're not challenging you in any kind of way to do better. Wow. <laughs> All right, Pastor, tell them how they can connect with you. And I really want to encourage everybody to read this blog. I'm telling y'all, I read it and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to reach out to Preacher. Fortunately, your schedule worked out and we were able to get you in today. But I think it will be something that really, really will enlighten our listeners. So share with them again how they can connect with you and get their information on this. Uh, it's exministries.com. You can go there and go under our media section. It's under the EX News page. It's called We Need the Church. And then you can get all of our other news blogs and everything concerning this inclusion doctrine and concerning, you know, all of these different things. And oh, I got another minute. I need to say this. Yes, sir. Um, because what happens with the fatherless thing? And I talked about this in part 10, pop life. Mm-hmm. What happens a lot of times is kids get angry because they didn't have a father or they saw something in the home that was inconsistent with Christianity. And this is where we get all of these offshoot beliefs 
of, you know, mixed a little bit of Christ in it. But basically it's defiance and anger Mm -hmm. like your black Hebrew Israelite Mm -hmm. and uh, five percent nation of gods and earth. I mean, and I ain't trying to stick my chest out and brag or nothing, but man, what was that? Part two, Exodus into Egypt back mm-hmm. in 2002, <laughs> 2004? That was 2004. Okay. And God showed me that, that this was going to be something that we really needed to pay attention to. And now these Hebrew Israelites and different ones, I mean, you go try to witness and tell somebody, hey, man, you know, you know about Jesus? They said, what color is he? That's the first thing. Do you know what color he was? Do you know we the original descendants of somebody? Man, you are descendant of Lucy and Rod Roderick. I, I don't even understand how you done went back and found that, you know. But right. anyway, like mm-hmm. that's going to change anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, your job is the same as mine. How you mm-hmm. how is your Hebrew lineage going to change? But people have gone back and gotten angry. Mm-hmm. And I believe, and I'm going to say this, I believe that a racial war is coming. The Bible said that a nation will rise against nation in Matthew 24, kingdom against kingdom, mm-hmm. which those words translated speaks of race against race. I believe they are brewing this racial war in America, and I believe it's going to come. It's going to come to a, to a head, uh, and I believe the black Hebrew-Israelite movement is going to play a big part in it because mm-hmm. a lot of the true Christians, African-Americans, are departing from that belief system of Christianity, and they're using the Kurt Franklins, the Carlton Pearsons, and the different ones to throw shade on religion so that they can be a part of this up-and-coming do-it-yourself ideology. Hmm. But Carmina, the problem is we don't have the numbers to fight the man. We don't have the, 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 the we don't have anything to fight the man. We're going to lose that fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What has kept us as an African-American people, what has kept us as a minority, what has kept us is Jesus Christ. And our belief, the deep-rooted belief, even though, yeah, a slave master did this, and yeah, well, there's always been slaves. At mm-hmm. one point, we were, the, we were the slave owners mm-hmm, at one right. point. So everybody's been a slave owner. So you can't use that, okay? Don't use that on me. But the bottom line is that, you know, when once this thing starts, if we mess up the foundation of church holiness, what we believe in God, our faith, when all of that is shattered and shaken, then we don't have any roots. We don't have wow. nothing holding. We can't be that tree planted by the water anymore. We're going to get blown down by the first strong wind. So that is one reason God impressed upon me to mm-hmm. preach this whole we need the church thing because these young people need to know the importance of church, true church, mm-hmm. real church, right. the importance of it, the importance of leadership, the importance of being taught the word, rightly divided for you so that you don't get off into some kind of strange belief system mm-hmm. that, you know, th- that was based on anger and wrath. Right, right. And that's something we really got to deal with, because like you said, with all that anger and they build up all that resentment and it's so easy to be pushed in different directions because you just mad. Yeah. And you go you one Google search away from just changing all your your, your family's lineage. You mm-hmm. didn't Google to black Hebrews and there's a dude standing there and another dude next to him reading that both of them fist their fist a clutch because they're mad at their daddies. They want that, you know, and so they on there teaching you stuff and you watching it and you then you go question your pastor. We have uh, stories of pa- people going in churches standing up in the middle of the pastor's sermon. That's not true. This is not true. The truth is it. And they, they saw that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. YouTube is owned by who? Viacom? Mm-hmm. Is YouTube uh, YouTube is owned by Google. Google, the number one leader of anti-Christ, anti-Christianity. And you're going to trust everything you see on YouTube instead of the living, breathing pastor that is laboring right before you. And right. so it's a sad day for the church. 
But we have to wake up because this is our last stand. If we don't have the truth of the word to stand on, we don't have anything to stand on. Amen. Amen. That's why I wanted you to come today and really share with our listening audience. Because like you said, this is something so important. We can't take it lightly. No. We can't take it lightly. Y'all, as always, I encourage you to go to exministries.com. You can also hear Pastor Craig here each and every Sunday morning, beginning at 930 a.m. The True Church Perspective. Share that here on Heaven 97. And, and been traveling around and ministering around the country but just thank you so much for continuing to not have fear not to stand boldly and say the word of god yeah well i mean we all gonna be out of a job if folks don't start listening i'll tell you that now i mean this is our job and i'm not saying that from a pay standpoint Mm -hmm. i'm saying that from a preacher standpoint if we continue to let the world discredit us continue to let these tv shows trivialize us continue to let these gospel artists minimize us then we're gonna have a tough time reaching our children's children Amen. Amen. I always say, y'all, be careful and be prayerful. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.